think I did that on both episodes. I was like, oh, we'll catch you next week, and then said something else, and we'll catch you next week, and uh, I do that <laughs> and so much. next week is when we'll catch you. <laughs> <laughs> I do it on the save it for the cast, even. I'm like, how can I repeat myself in like a five-minute segment? Jesus hey, we, we just we, – we turned uh, uh, two segments into uh, a good hour there. Oh, so. yeah, way longer than the first one, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I definitely don't need to talk about this other stuff. No, no. That okay. app, I could have even kept going on the Apple Arcade. Oh, I yeah. I feel like there's even other games I you know, just couldn't think of off the top of my head. But no, did, I know. I, that, like, I dabbled in like the even just like the Crossy Road stuff that's on there. And, you yeah, know, I was going to say things did, like that. Did the game ever come to you that you were trying to think of before? I think I, I think it was just the pocket card jockey stuff, even though okay. I don't know, I'm just tired no, even, brain, even though I'm three hours earlier than you. It's just, hey, even even that crossy road is fun, man. Yeah, that, that it, is an addictive game. Well done. And, and and after uh when we talked about Pac-Man 256, I think that's the same studio. Yeah, it is. Um, and you can tell, you can yes. tell that somebody was just like, hey, these like, what if there was a Pac-Man game like Crossy Road, you know? It turns and out it's they awesome. Were just, yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. And Crossy Road was a day. I remember downloading that on my iPhone and just being addicted, even just like with the swipe uh, gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun game. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name is Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games and just the two of us again this week. Yeah, but uh, we got plenty to talk about uh, per usual. So and uh, John should be back with us soon. Uh, he's just had a hectic uh, couple of weeks, but I always feel like, hey, we got to let, you know, DJ just disappeared on us after a while. <laughs> we got to be like, we got to be, hey, John's still here. John's still here, guys. So uh, <laughs> no, we're not letting John escape. No, chance. I know. I know. I'm not letting it happen. He's, I know he brings too much, too much good stuff he to does. the table, man. Um, and speaking of like half the time, we're like, hey, we got to make sure we take you like I know you've still been playing some Metroid Zero Mission. Oh, it's yeah. Like, hey, we got to We got to table that till John's oh, yes. like it's almost 100%. like percent RPG for John. Yeah. RPGs or Metroidvanias come up like John's got to be around. for Yes. That. So we'll save some of that stuff for later. But uh, I do know that uh, kind of unexpectedly Randall in the discord was like, hey, by the way, I've been dabbling around with some uh, Apple Arcade games yeah. recently. And uh, I didn't even know that you had signed up. So I'm kind of curious, like, what prompted uh-huh. this decision? Because I know, like, when Apple Arcade first launched, I think uh, we, I know a, a game that we've both raved about uh, right off the bat was Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. We didn't play it on Apple Arcade. I think we waited till it came to other platforms. Yes. And then we're like, oh, this game's amazing. But that was one that I knew, like, right from day one. I was like, oh, I wish I had Apple Arcade. Maybe I'll sign up for the trial so I can try that game out. And there were a handful of others. And I kind of, since then, it's been seemingly pretty quiet although you know right before we started recording we were looking up a list like oh shit this is on there this is on there like tons of games like beyond what i the ones that i even knew about so yep um and definitely not all exclusives to apple arcade although some of these are you know they started maybe for the first year or so but yeah what what kind of prompted uh you going this route yeah so you know we Tina and I have been like watching a lot of uh, shows on our like downstairs TV and I was like been kind of searching for an elegant solution because, you know, we got this we got this OLED TV like a few basically when our, our daughter was born like four plus years back. 
Yeah. Um, but you know, four plus years back in electronics years means dinosaur pretty quickly. <laughs> right. Um, right. so then like some of the streaming apps weren't getting like up to date features and we're starting to be a bit clunky. And when we're trying to, you know, this is a 4k TV. So like this is 4k streaming even. So right, it's like right. even more bandwidth that it needs. And if it's not hitting those numbers, even with our pretty decent internet, then it starts getting choppy and you know the apps are taking longer to load and going through the menus starts getting a little sloggy and it's just like eh. so I then you know, for a attest. while you know I, go ahead i was just gonna say i can attend like being back at home like yeah. my parents i don't know how old their tv is but yeah. whenever they're like and they like talk to the remote all the time and it oh, doesn't yeah. even register when they oh. push the button it's like everything is so laggy when they're <laughs> like hey can you help me with this i'm like you guys just got to go in the other room and let me figure it out because, like, I cannot stand how slow this works and I need to just, like, do it without anybody bothering me. But I, I definitely know that laggy feeling of frustration. So, oh, yes. yeah. So. And we are all tech support for our families, of course. Yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Obviously. Exactly. So I totally feel you like we got to we got to remedy this situation before it gets any worse. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, oh, well, you know, I got this new Xbox Series X and, you know, there was a good practically a year where okay that's the streaming box now I'll put yeah. everything on there and the, but then there was still like a couple of streaming services that like either the app wasn't on there or it seemed kind of out of date you know and then on top of that it's kind of overkill to use something that's such an energy hog as like the xbox to just yeah. stream tv right and i'm like well okay and can Maybe. you talk to the Xbox or can you like do you do you have to like get out a controller get to out of navigate con- the well, menus? So actually the 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 nice part there about Xbox is we I've been using a Harmony remote for over a decade. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they're compatible with the Harmony remote so I could still control the Xbox through that Harmony remote okay. turn it off and on and go through the menus and stuff. So it wasn't too bad that way. Even though sometimes it's still even faster to use a controller. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but I, I I always know like I used to use my PS3 as like my and and four as like my main like Blu-ray player DVD and it's like it was kind of annoying to be like oh if, especially if I like had a movie night at my place like oh you you don't know how to use a game controller you don't know how to control the movie you know it's just like yeah. I don't know it would be kind of annoying like I always had to be the one controlling it I couldn't just be like, oh grab the remote hit pause to Let somebody alone who had it right next to them the the tangent time that goddamn <laughs> PlayStation controllers and those fucking shoulders where like yes. Thank you. you. There's so these little like and they feel I still think the PlayStation controller shoulder buttons feel kind of flimsy. The triggers. Yeah, and then they do. They're, they're like, so yeah, they almost feel like they're going to snap off. Yeah. Yes. And then like and they're, they're on watching the couch. a show and it's like the rewind button or whatever. And it's like, no, no, I, whatever it was that like it all like that happened to me all the time. Yep. The fast the forward. Day. And it's like uh, if it's if it's on any surface that's not perfect, basically yes. if it just moves the way yes. they're like angled, they're they're just meant to get pushed in. Like they automatically get pushed in if the controller moves at all. Yes. Yeah, yes. that definitely has happened many, many a time. Yes. So, <laughs> so <laughs> all that to say that, you know, I'm like, okay, am I going to delve into the 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 devilish world of Apple here? You know, it's been, you know, I had I last bought that iMac. That was like the last major Apple purchase that I made yeah. back around 2010, 2011 or whatever. Right, right. You know, long time. So and, and I had been kind of out of that world, had kind of bad experiences with iPhones, whatever, just hadn't bought a lot of that stuff for a while. But then I'm like, OK, 
best streaming box seems like it's the Apple TV. Plus, it's got this other stuff that I could dabble around with with this Apple Arcade that I've kind of had eyes at from afar for a while now. Okay. Yeah. And I can get it while it's on the sale to get this latest version. That'll be my streaming box. It seems like that's the best in class streaming box. Whatever. Okay, cool. Fine. I'll, I'll do that. I'll buy that thing. You know, have had a really good experience streaming on that as an aside. Um, you know, so that's kind of become the go-to. Let's it is watch a slick, thing, like, know? interface. Just mm-hmm. everything's nice. The remote's, you know, pretty handy. Yes. It's, yeah, it's just nice. It's, it's a nice piece of machinery for it sure. Is. Even just, like, the UI, all that yes. stuff is... My, my buddy had a... Um, and again, this is years and years old, but our buddy Mikey, who we've talked about on the podcast yeah. many times, and, and John and I's band, like he had Apple TV when we'd watch stuff over there. And I was always like, man, I, I want to get one of the Every time he used it, I was like, I, I kind of want one of those. Yeah. And this is long before Apple Arcade was a thing. Yes. Pretty sleek stuff and happy yeah. to have it just for that alone. But then I'm like, oh, but it's got this Apple Arcade. And it's got a three month free trial because I bought Ooh, this Apple nice. TV. So, hey, even better. So then I did that. And then I'm like, oh, I can use my PS4 controller and I don't even have a PS4 anymore. I was just so, going to hey. ask. Um, so I did that. But then, you know, another weird aside is I had to go down this rabbit hole because I was noticing lag. Um, it's a Bluetooth connection through that. But I was noticing like just input lag issues. And then on research, yeah. people kept pointing to like, oh, no, if you're not if you're using an unshielded HDMI cable. You might encounter lag. What the hell is that? What do you mean? Like from the HDMI okay. cable? How? Yeah. Um, you know, I you know, and then I'm of course, so now I'm back at my my land of the of the TV input cable, you know, yep. superiority stuff. Of course. So then I uh on research, like, oh, okay, this like Belkin cable that they recommend for Apple TV and is sold on the Apple store, but I can get it, you know, from Amazon or wherever else for a little bit cheaper, is shielded. All right. Well, people yeah. say that that works, which is just crazy to me. Like, how is that causing input lag? Whatever. Just some kind of interference or, or interference. Something? But yeah, yeah, I, I still don't know is. how that would cause lag. I think but. it is. I think it's an interference because it's not a shielded cable. So I bought yeah, it. Like the Wi-Fi signals are somehow, you know, I don't know, slowing it down. I don't know. Yeah. And even in the interim. Um, so this was all during like the holiday period. And there was a lot of controllers on sale. And then I had some like. I had some gift cards and I noticed that, oh, the PS5 controller is on discount and it, okay. and it's like the go-to Apple TV controller. And I love hardware. I'm like, oh, geez. Okay, sure. All right. Let's, let's give that a go. Maybe that'll solve my issues. It didn't, but I still had it when I bought this H- stupid HDMI cable, <laughs> replaced that. And it freaking worked. I don't know why. Now I have no input lag. The HDMI cable, the shielded HDMI cable solved it. So all that to say, I end up with this Apple TV experience with a PS5 controller now. How and is that controller, by the way? It's it's nice. I still am not a huge fan of the triggers on PlayStation controllers, though, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, it's between that and as much as I, you know, I we've talked about our 8-bit dough uh, SN30 Pros and stuff. Yeah. And as much as I like that controller, I... And it, it probably feels a little better than at least the older PlayStation controllers. I haven't felt the, oh, yeah. the five, but I, I do think having those two joysticks in the center, as opposed to being kind of offset like they are on all the other controllers, is it leads to a little more cramping for me. Yeah, I agree. Over with you. time, like just keeping my thumbs kind of out there like that, like yeah. it just—I don't know—the grip is a little less. 
I don't know if natural is the right word, but I just I don't cramp up the same way when I have like a Switch Pro controller in my hand or an Xbox controller. I agree. And even though I can respect like, oh, cool, you kind of put this like pretty big D-pad in kind of a primary position. I kind of like that from one perspective. But then, yeah, even then, it's not my favorite D-pad that I would. I was going to say that split kind of weird D-pad, although it it does feel decent because I used to play a lot of like retro ish inspired games on my PS3. And as much as I was like, I didn't expect this to work as good. Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Playing like the old PS1 classics on there. Yeah, so like it it works for that, and ultimately the like the build of the controller is pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I like it for that. It feels pretty nice. Um, but I still don't necessarily prefer it to say the new Xbox Series controller or the Switch Pro controller. Ultimately, I would say. Yeah. Um, but glad to have it for this. It does feel really nice. It's seamless with the Apple TV and the Apple Arcade experience, which is the main thing we're here to talk about. So yeah, got into Apple Arcade, finally got no input lags, kind of had a false start or two with like just trying to get into some of these games because of all that stuff, but then did. Um, yeah. But then I did play, uh, I just like, oh, Sayonara, Wild, Wild Hearts is here. Why not play through it again? Because it's phenomenal. And yeah, so know. that's one that if you start that game, you're finishing. That, there's exactly. No, there's no option. Did. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, of course. And, you know, before I was like, I was like just trying my best to even get bronze with like the setup before with the, with the interference. And I even tried to use like the Apple remote to play it. And that was more successful than using a PS4 (laughs) controller with that old setup. But I'm like, no, I can't. This is this is brutal to try to play with a literal TV remote. Yeah, for certain, get like a puzzle <laughs> grid game. Sure, it might work, but yeah, that seems a little little bit much for Sayonara. Uh, so then, when I finally got you know no lag PS5 controller, I'm like, okay, I was like getting silvers like on nice. average, which is not an easy thing to do. It's not, and, yeah, especially on some of those like shorter levels. Yeah, they're, like impossible. Like man, if you don't get in the zone with like that pattern, you just yes. miss everything. Yes. So I'm like, oh, no, this, of course, this is just a brillant experience yet again. We'll talk about it for the eight millionth time on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, it's one of the best games ever made. Oh, like, it's just the best experiences. Experiences. Yes. Yeah. Experiences. It's brilliant. It's totally yeah. brilliant. A so ma- it's a masterpiece. Yeah, it is. Um, Played through that. Uh, and then I dabbled in... Um, uh, a little bit of like Cooking Mama. There's a Cooking Mama game on there. Like, oh, nice. There's a lot of DNA from that like DS era that kind of flowed into the kind of smartphone era, right? So a lot of those okay. sort of games like Cooking Mama, you know, went over there. Or a lot of like the puzzler games went over kind of in that direction afterwards too. We're going to talk a little Grindstone in a, in a second yeah. as well. That sort of game became more of like a tablet or you know ios android sort of experience over time like touchscreen optimized mm-hmm. almost yeah yeah um so dabbled in that that's still cooking mama still cooking mama um you know uh, we actually ended up just bought like a crap ton of hardware in preparation for this travel we're gonna have to to michigan too where you know we're like okay fiona's going on four and a half here probably wouldn't be a bad idea to have like a tablet. So we ended up getting an iPad too, after trying to go cheap the first time. And it was like a really bad experience, um, with kind of a cheaper tablet. Like, okay, fine. 
refund that, use the difference in money, let's get an iPad, because yeah. we're now over this far in, and we have yeah, the Apple Apple, Apple household now, baby. Uh, you got to put the sticker on the, uh, oh on the windshield. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I, but sometimes it, it, their stuff is nice. Like it is. it's expensive. It's overpriced there. You know, you can get better stuff for your money sometimes, but sometimes yep. it's like, man, the iPad is kind of just nice. Or it is. It's very well engineered it's a slick machine. Yeah, it is. It is. So then like cookie mama and, and Tina got into it on the iPad too. And then one of the big things on Apple arcade, uh, both on the Apple TV and the iPad just released is pocket card jockey right on Oh, pocket card. I've jockey, seen that. Yeah. Straight up. One of the best 3ds games. I will say that unequivocally. Okay. Pocket card jockey made by game freak. Uh, I was going to say, I was like, it's not Nintendo, but it's like Nintendo mm-hmm. affiliated sort of. Yep. Okay. Yep. And this, this one is game freak as well. Yep. Yep. So it's pocket card jockey is, is phenomenal. Just solitaire. It it is, I don't know. What would you say? Like, did you play pocket card jockey? Actually? I I don't think so. Was, was there a version of it on the 64 as well? That never, never came to North America or that. No, you're thinking of some kind of horse race. Okay. I thought I remember there being some kind of horse racing game. Oh, there might've been on the 64, but I'm, I'm assuming this is some kind of card game as well, based on the name and the solitaire. mentioned. Yeah. So take like, (laughs) take like, like horse racing with solitaire and like, but not just the horse racing, but the whole experience of like horse breeding and like, Oh, okay. um, Okay. And even like, uh, in, in some senses kind of, um, you know, it's a little bit of like, um, oh gosh, words. Um, well, like what you're describing is almost like more of like a sim game and so like almost like the my GM mode of like NBA, like you're talking about, oh, you got to like breed the horses in the background or whatever. But Cause I was picturing more like, but there's like you know a that- random element to it per run. Um, so it's kind of like, uh, uh, roguelike or permadeathy yes yes they're randomly generated yeah yes there's a there's almost a roguelike run element to like the horses that are available to you and what they can achieve based on your play and you know okay and then you're breeding two successful horses together to make mega horses that can then win things but like each segment of the race is broken up into playing these random solitaire hands or like partial solitaire games basically too. And you're like okay. split second success and how you're playing solitaire with these like extra elements thrown in. It's, it's brilliant. Um, Tina has been playing it mostly. So there's some elements of that game that are a little hazy to me. Cause I mostly played it on 3ds, uh, back okay. closer to 10 years ago by now. Uh, but God, I, Oh my God, I loved that game. I was so addicted to pocket card jockey. That sounds really cool because I was almost picturing more of like a, uh, you know, that like game at the carnival where you're like, you have to like roll the balls like into like the holes and it makes like the horse move. Like I was almost like picturing like arcadey mechanics like that. It's not like that far off in in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like just solitaire mechanics as opposed to arcadey, you know, bouncy balls or whatever. Exactly. You're horse racing, but you're not riding a horse. You're doing this other action to propel your horse forward and jockey amongst other horses. Uh, Well, and the fact 
the fact that you're saying it's kind of a little more like run and randomly generated yes kind of like that's speaking my language like it's, very much so oh, it's, it's it and, and there's a lot of like cool cutesy like story elements it's all like like 2d um even a little bit like paper mario ish as far as like the 2d presentation okay. of it i would say um it's it's cool and it doesn't take itself seriously it's very like japanese developed and okay. it's, it's just it's a very well-made thing and i'm glad they ported it out of what's now a very dying platform so it so it is virtually the same game with yeah maybe a from everything i can tell or? yeah they call okay. it now like pocket card jockey right on uh where it didn't have the right on part before um but from watching tina play it on the mostly the on the ipad i i can't necessarily see that many glaring differences which is a good thing because yeah yeah God, it was a just a fantastic game on 3ds yeah that's a, that's one that like maybe i've heard the name in passing but i i definitely wasn't even on my radar like oh i should check that game out so yeah that would have been either pre, the apple arcade or the 3ds regard pre-podcast sort of randall yeah. gaming experience there where i just went hog on that for for way too long uh, hey sometimes when the right handheld game like just hits you <laughs> just right like i i can't even tell you how many hours i played of yoshi touch and go on nice. the ds and i don't even think that and that that kind of had a roguelike element too like every time you played a run it would be a randomly generated version of the level yeah and it just like i didn't even know it at the time but yeah i guess i was sort of like that was sort of my introduction to procedural generation anyways i guess it wasn't a roguelike per se but yeah which hey if you know depending on when this episode comes out i suppose but like the uh the opportunity to buy things off of the 3ds and wii u e-shops is, is going away <laughs> very very close to going away at this point um i think it's a matter of a couple of weeks yeah it's very very it's this year for sure yes. early early this year yes so like there's there is all of that but uh god pocket card jockey's amazing um, but yeah. yeah, I also dabbled in, um, shovel Knight dig. I, I did play nice. that a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I'm dying to, I've looked at it on switch so many times like that. And the, I think it's called pocket dungeon, uh, shovel Knight pocket oh, yeah. dungeon or something. That one yet. They, they both look awesome and they both, I think have roguelike elements as well, or at least again, that randomly generated situation. But yeah, when they announced shovel Knight dig, I remember they were like, we basically just want to make like shovel Knight meets down. Well, and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, please. And I think, isn't that the one that nitrome worked on as well? So like, I the, think so. I, I, I'm one I know they worked on one of the two of those games and I'm yeah. just like, I, they kill it. Shovel Knight already has amazing pixel art as oh, it yeah. is, but yeah, uh, nitrome just goes just hog what bomb chicken is the game that comes to mind immediately. Like just that has amazing pixel art from them, but they've, they've done a ton of really cool looking games. Uh, but yeah. Oh yeah. So the, the, the shovel Knight dig it's, uh, it's cool. I, I don't know that it didn't fully grab me, I guess I would say so okay. far. Um, but you know, I've only, I've only fired it up a couple of times. um, but you know, it's got it's got kind of more of that uh, kind of like dig dug sort of DNA to it to some degree, I guess. With Shovel Knight, where you're still collecting the gems, and there's a lot of those same familiar enemies and stuff. Um, yeah. So far, I'd say I'd still prefer kind of the traditional Shovel Knight like action platformer gameplay approach as opposed to that the way that they've got it here. And I I, I don't even know if I can put my finger on what feels so different that it's not grabbing me because i don't i, I kind of like dig dug too for what that's worth yeah yeah that's a cool cool arcade game yeah but uh 
so far it's not it has not like sucked me in the way that like a, a pocket card jockey or a sayonara or you know the other game that i also want to talk to you about grindstone um yeah. has you know yeah definitely I've, I've been really really sucked into that one that's another game that i picked up uh, on my switch when i was uh got my christmas gift cards i had about 40 bucks i've mentioned this a couple times now but i was like going through looking at the games on sale and uh, as much as I actually kind of had forgotten about Grindstone, it was on my radar because it had come out on Apple Arcade. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, that's the new game from Cappy or Capybara Games, like yeah. who have made some of my favorite games. Critter Crunch, one of my favorite puzzle mm, games I've ever mm-hmm. made. Might and Magic yeah. Clash of Heroes, oh, yeah. one of the best puzzle games Great ever made. Game. They've also worked on I haven't played this and I have this on my Switch as well, which I play. I fired up for like two seconds the other day just because like I've, I've never uh, played Super Brothers and I had Cappy on the mind, but that swords and sorcery EP or whatever yeah, the heck that game yeah. is called. Um, I don't think they were the only ones that developed like they kind of like partnered with another like PS3 solo developer or something. It was it was game? I think it was actually like an iOS game, like a really oh. early like iPhone game. It, it oh. came out on a bunch of other platforms too. Yeah. Uh yeah, like Super Brothers. I, I forget exactly what it's called, but uh it, but a really cool like kind of unique game, but again, yeah, Critter Crunch, one of my favorite puzzle games ever made like and so again, as soon as I saw okay, Cappy cuz they had that other game on Xbox uh Maybe it came elsewhere, but I know it was an Xbox exclusive originally called uh, Below that looked really yeah. interesting. I think it was another kind of survival roguelike situation. I, I don't know exactly what it was like. It looked that might, interesting. That game's good, though. That, that oh, game's it's, really good, too. And that came puzzle, out on Xbox and one of the DSs as well, I, I, I want to say. Oh, yeah. They did put yeah. that out on DS, I think. I, I had it on PS3 downloadable. Yeah. And me and my old roommate, uh, when DJ and I lived together... Uh, my, our, our other roommate and I would just play the versus mode. Nice. Nonstop. It was so fun, especially, yeah, playing again. The campaign was really fun, too, but, like, playing against somebody that where you were, like, really, it was like chess, you know? Like, yeah. The, oh, it's so, the mechanics are just so cool. So, like, as soon as I saw, okay, Cappy, one of my favorite puzzle studios, just studios in general, is making connection. a new game. Wow. Uh, they got Grindstone, and it's got, like, that really just vibrant, like, kind of hand-drawn yes. art style, really vibrant colors. Yes. Like, feels just very alive. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, really all cool. The, even though, like, at the most part, you're you're kind of looking at, like, a bejeweled-esque, yeah. you know, puzzle grid of tiles or whatever, and, or in this case, enemies. And John's talked about this game on the podcast long ago, yeah. uh, back when he first played it. Uh, but yeah, again, I picked it up on switch on sale. Cause I was like, I, and again, I, I half finished this thought, but the reason that it popped into my mind again was when I was at Best Buy looking for Christmas gifts, uh, I saw that they had the grindstone physical copy there and that's what just made me, Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that game after it. Cause I was like, Oh, it's on Apple arcade. I, I can't play it right now. Uh, so I kind of let it slip my mind, yeah. but as much as I was like, ah, oh, I, I do love collecting stuff, but as much it's 35 bucks for the physical copy and i'm like man it was on sale for nine bucks and i was like this is one of those games i know i'm gonna play it way more if it's just sitting on my system and i'm especially glad i picked it up that way because part of me i remember when john talked about it he kind of framed it like oh it is kind of like there is a campaign sort of and like there is you do play and you are progressing you're beating like stages but there's like these daily challenge things there's like three different modes that you can play there's sort of like three different like goal, like one, you're just trying to get as much loot as you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I forget what the different kind of modes are, but they're just kind of like, oh, here's these three daily challenges. So it very much like if I end up like beating the game and going, oh, I wish there was more. There is more, you know, I, it very much if you're into the mechanics, it it 
there is like the daily mode is just as good as playing the game other than you're just not, you know, progressing and learning the new mechanics. So yeah. I only dabbled with that a little bit because they were throwing new mechanics at me that I hadn't seen yet. So I was like, oh, I I probably should learn that in the game before I just like have any, you know, I don't have any, I, I don't have any clue how to interact with this like enemy or this like box or item or whatever. So, right. Um, but I, I will say I've played like maybe eight, 10 levels so far, which probably isn't a ton of progress, but I'm just loving every single element of the game. I think I mentioned it briefly on, uh, a save it for the cast, or even when we talked about it briefly with John, or maybe just off the cat off when we were recording off the air. But like, I really like how the gameplay feels a lot like Sushi Striker. Did you ever play yeah. that game? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's less frantic because you do just have pretty much as much time as you want to make the best possible. Which is move nice. You yeah. can make which yeah, it's definitely nice to take that frantic element away. As much as that was a cool part uh, of Sushi Striker, uh, but because I had that kind of like control scheme in mind already it, it works really, really well and i'm sure it works uh quite well actually i played it a little bit on touchscreen with the switch uh just kind of dragging and Ooh. over the creeps and it works really well for that I bet too. It would. The creeps are just the enemy types but i really like how you're basically just able to chain as many enemies together as you can of the same color whether it's diagonally yeah the uh, diagonal too. horizontally you can kind of like almost like crisscross over one another because you can really be like okay if i go you, you can really fine tune your path and make sure, oh, man, I could get like five more creeps or yeah. enemies if I go this way and like kind of take the roundabout way here. And then there'll be gems that you unlock yes. if you get a big enough combo that lets you chain then two different color creatures together. Yes. And that's when things just really start opening up. You're like, oh, man, if I can get big enough combos, I can just spread this whole map full of gems. Yep. And then I'm just clearing the board. And then like John talked about before on the podcast, like there's that risk reward element of like, okay, I've cleared the stage, but I can keep trying to get more gems and more loot and whatever. Only at the risk of the stage getting harder and harder as I stick around. Right. As more Um, of the enemies turn into the type of enemies that will attack you if you are right next to them in some way. Yeah, if you don't land on a safe space like you're and uh, yeah, it gets to the point where if you stick around too long, like there are no safe spaces, like unless you can take out, you know, all the enemies in the surrounding area. So uh, how, how far have you made it into the game so far? Oh, gosh, only like only three or four levels This is something I played like. Uh, a couple of nights ago for the first time and i'm like oh she's like why why didn't i pop this on earlier and i did it even like floated out of my brain that this was something that was actively talked about on the podcast yeah kind of me too yeah um you know i I certainly heard the name of both obviously from the podcast and you know you had mentioned it and john had mentioned it and just in general you know i was aware Mm -hmm. of it but like i'm like oh no i should have I should have been playing this before. This is fantastic. I just love how it feels. I love the presentation. Um, yeah. How seamless music. it is. Yeah. The music is awesome too. All the like shop mechanics that like sometimes can feel a little bit grindy in those types of games, but the way they've structured the campaign, at least so far, again, I'm, I'm not very far in either. Maybe just a little further than you. Six, yeah. Seven stages, no more than 10 at the most. Uh, but it just feels like very strict. Like I'm, unlocking things at a good clip they're not like just overwhelming you with yeah. a bunch of mechanics but they're not like taking too long so we're like oh this game's getting boring right or, or they're parsing this out like just to stretch the game out longer like i, I kind of get i always get that fear with puzzle games that are like have a campaign to them i'm like ah does it does it need that can it just be an arcade high score chasing situation you know but right i don't know i, I feel like this works really really well especially with that 
added like daily challenge mode where you have three different modes to go for high scores Man, and, and truly just try to chase the chase the leaderboards oh, and stuff. Uh, I'm gonna have to check that out too for sure. I would be very into the daily challenge on something like that where it's just yeah. like do this quick puzzle basically this like action puzzle <laughs> yeah yeah because if it, it, it's another game where it's like it's totally turn-based take as much time as you want but it really feels actiony like mm-hmm. every time you click and like execute a move you're like holy yeah it just feels like an arcade game it yeah um in, in the best way like it, uh, it's just so every animation is so juicy and crisp the sound design the music yeah, uh, kind of. Lo- the music was a little different than I expected because I do remember when the game came out, everybody was like, "Oh my god, the soundtrack's insane! It's so good!" And it, it, I really enjoy it, but it didn't catch my attention as much as like I remember people going like nuts. Yeah. Um, I still, I nothing against it whatsoever, but I was just like, oh, I expected it to be like, oh man, I'm gonna have to put that on on Spotify playlist or something. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. I play the game, but I don't feel compelled to to throw it on beyond that. But yeah. I like yeah, it. I, from what I remember of playing it, I like the music quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely don't mean any anything negative towards yeah. it at all. I definitely enjoy that. And actually, it's uh, the game that I was actually hoping that you had maybe played was uh, What the Golf. Have you heard of that game? I've heard of it. I have not. I have not played it yet. It's another one that eventually. It might have even come to Apple Arcade and Switch at the same time. It might not have been like an exclusive thing, but it's just been one that's like I think it's twenty bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever it is full price. It's just one that I haven't seen on sale or just haven't like you know bit the bullet and bought it yet but it's it just looks so cool and unique and just oh yeah kind of like a almost like a wario-esque take on golf you know it just it just looks very bizarre and unique so i was like i wonder if randall's played that and i saw much, it when we were looking up yeah hits a lot of Go my ahead. buttons so yeah that's, that seems you know mentioning those sort of things like video game golf and WarioWare. yeah that's seems like yeah something that i should be just installing uh, because I have the subscription, so I will be doing that 100%. Yeah, I definitely, it's one that if you do, I'll probably, that'll put me over the hump and just, well, well I probably should just grab it on the Switch. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, well, we were looking up the list of games beforehand, trying to remember uh, what you were trying to think of. I was like, oh, I saw there's a Choo Choo Rocket game. Yeah, I'd forgotten there, that so. that was the thing, too, because that was a launch one. And I was like, oh, shit, they okay. made another Choo Choo Rocket. Like, so, so I, it, need to, I need to play that, too. And I had forgotten that that was a thing, too, until I looked at the list. Yeah, I they thought, really geez. brought out the big hitters for the uh, yeah. that launch, especially. Yeah, at least um, for folks I, like us. I don't know how widespread Choo Choo Rocket is known, but for for our sort of circles, but still, like to think, like, yeah. oh man, they got like a Sega game, yeah. you know, or you know, like I don't know yeah. what they had to do to get the, to make that happen, but right. I don't know, just not not necessarily what I would expect, and yeah, and also not what I would expect. Uh, a game that I actually checked out not through Apple Arcade recently, but I checked out uh, a. I don't know if it's the most recent. I think it's the second most recent game from Sock Pop. And I think I might have even mentioned this briefly on a Save It for the Cast, but it's called Word Web. Yeah. And uh, this is also originally an Apple Arcade game. Like, they just kind of launched it. Like, they made an, made an announcement like, hey, this game's going to be delayed that they were currently working on. And then all of a sudden, they were like, oh, our new game's out. And I was like, wait, I thought they said it was going to be delayed. Uh, but they were like, oh, they'd made Word Web available now that it's not an Apple Arcade exclusive. So I don't know what the yeah. time frame was there. But... Really cool game. I ended up playing it on a stream, and it's essentially like a Scrabble-type board, like very, very Scrabble-esque. I was sort of expecting when I saw, like, oh, a word game, it's probably going to be like a Wordle-inspired thing, but it's very much like a Scrabble board. But instead of getting, like, a bank of tiles, like letters to use, you actually get, like, a bank of words that you can use, and then you actually, you have to, like, just make sure that, like, okay, where will 
this word cross. Yeah. You know, I got to make sure that I can use the, I've got five words I can use and I got to connect it to these words here. And there'll be uh, like a series of challenges that are like, okay, you just have to get a certain amount of points to beat this stage. It's almost like challenges, it's like single player game. I, there might be multiplayer modes, but all, I, all I've been able to play is a single player, but it seems to like kind of load in like words from the internet somehow like it connects to or maybe they just have some massive database but i think it does like pull in stuff because there is like daily challenges and whatever Jeez. but then they have other challenges like where it's like you do have to the gameplay mechanics are the same but you have to actually like instead of getting a certain number of points or playing a certain number of words you have to like just there's almost like a finish line tile and it's like you have to make sure that you play words in a certain way where you'll pass through that finish line uh, in a certain number of words, like given, okay. okay, I only have these three words to work with. I got to make sure that my final word goes through, or maybe it doesn't even need to be the final, but just that I can connect words together and, and touch that tile. At first I thought it had to be that last tile of the word. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so impossible, but you just have to touch it. Like make sure that your final word is touching that like finish line tile. Okay. And then you just kind of like clear challenges and then it unlocks new ones. And I only played maybe about an hour of it on a stream, but it was like perfect. Like I had played something a little more action-y before that. Right. And was like, oh, let me switch over to something else. I think I was just playing some sock pop games. And I was just like, oh, this will be perfect. I'm not, I'm kind of, you know, my back was starting to hurt. So I'm like, I'm, I can just kind of lean back, play with the mouse. And um, I think you can play with the game pad as well, but it just felt nice. So like, oh, let me just grab the word from the, you know, bank off to the left and drop it on the menu. Right click yeah. to, you know, rotate it horizontal or vertical took just a little bit of getting used to, but it seems like it would work really well, even with like an Apple remote uh, to sure. play. Yeah. Um, and another game that would be fun. Maybe there are multiplayer modes, but it's another one of those puzzle games where even single player, you know, you and Tina could be playing it and Tina could say, hey, try that. whoever's holding the remote. Some the other person could say, hey, try this or yeah. oh, put that there. And oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's another one of those like bleep bloop type of, you know, couch co-op pseudo, you know, multiplayer games. Yep. Um. But yeah, That's I thought cool. that was really cool that like they not only were they going after like Sega developers to, you know, release stuff, but they were like, oh, let's get Sock Pop to <laughs> release. Yeah, a game. Like, that so, I was That's really shocked. Cool like, how do, I'm, I'm surprised they were like going that deep of cuts, you know. Right. Um, And it definitely feels a little bit more like sterile, for lack of a better word, than than a Sock Pop game traditionally does. Like they're a little bit more you know, just inventive or quirky or charming or whatever in, in a lot of ways sometimes. But this is just perfect, like low key, nothing, you know, not breaking the mold, but still doing something sure. fresh. There's like these little shape geometric characters that walk around like in the tutorial. It just says like, hey, these are like the little, you know, I forget what they're called, like wordlings or something. It's like they don't really do anything. They just walk around and <laughs> make faces. So like you, they just ignore them, but they just walk around the map and yeah. make little faces. Like at first I thought maybe I did, you know, they were your characters or something that you play as but sad a little I don't know, spice just, we'll yeah just a really cool seems like a perfect apple arcade type game so i'm i, oh, yeah. I don't know do you do you see yourself uh i know you're just kind of dabbling but do you see yourself going hey this is a cool trial period or do you see yourself say hey i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna keep this rolling you know after the three months is up hard to say yeah i, I don't know because uh well i will say like tina's very into pocket card jockey right now she's okay like, yeah, and she, like this is this has caught her in a in a like DS sort of way. Um, yeah. So, you know, that that could be a factor there, too. And I know it's not like tremendously expensive to keep the subscription. Yeah, I think going. it's only like five bucks. Yeah, a I think month. it's still think like it's five, on the cheap so it's side. not yeah. it's not too bad. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, like it'll 
I'll probably dabble in it for maybe a couple extra months just beyond that just to see what they could keep releasing because the subscription approach is kind of interesting, I think, for that sort of stuff, like Game Pass, you know, yeah, just yeah. to see what comes available on that and in that sort of format where it's you kind of have like more of the touch screen or just kind of easy to jump into stuff as opposed to the long form stuff you're getting on Xbox. So That's it's got its yeah, you're purpose there getting a too, lot more right? Truly arcadey stuff, you know, there's, right. it's probably no pun. Like they didn't just pick Apple Arcade because it sounded good that you are probably getting more arcadey. Oh, yeah packages so like they've cool. got a you know i even dabbled in i didn't talk about it but i even dabbled in there's like an nba 2k arcade edition thing that's okay like, nice that skews a little bit more towards like an nba jam sort of experience but with nba 2k so it kind of melds that into like a more you know friendly easy to jump into approach for like a basketball game and that's you know that's fine for what it is too so there's there's that sort of stuff so it's cool you yeah know. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like, yeah, if I have an Apple TV down the road or get a newer Mac or something or, yeah. or have an iPad, it's definitely like, oh, Apple Arcade is definitely something like I can't quite justify it just with my iPhone. But like no. if I had a little more means to play games beyond that, I'd be like, yeah, I'd, five bucks a month or 10 even, I'd probably consider it. So. Particularly the iPad. I think it's a very good yeah. match for the iPad. Um, but yeah, even with the, the Apple TV and a controller, like the like Sayonara Wild Hearts, once I got that HDMI yeah. figured out, was played just as seamlessly there as it would on Switch or Xbox. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. kind of crazy to think that technology has come that far. I know. But awesome that it has in in a lot of regards. So. For sure. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of speaking of technology, I guess sort of retro technology. We, I know you've been talking quite a bit about the uh, analog pocket oh, lately. Yeah. Or I shouldn't say quite a bit, but it's been it's been coming up. And I know you've been breaking it out uh, as of late, uh, yeah. playing some more uh, retro handheld stuff. I know, and I you know I was kind of like nitpicking on the analog pocket, but of course we nitpick the things we love, right? I was uh, just I was just saying I was like you know what we're bound to like if we're gonna talk about Mario, I was like we're bound to just like nitpick it to whenever I'm editing, I'm like God, we just took a big shit on that game, and we all liked it, I think. So that's just kind of what happens sometimes. Uh, but yeah. I was I was nitpicking the analog pocket the last episode a, a decent amount with specifically mm-hmm. like the weight disbursement stuff for, but at that point I was playing a lot of like. I was playing the Metroid games, just kind of like longer experiences, longer form stuff. And yeah, instead of what I think it might have been more designed for, which is, you know, very short burst pick up and play original Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Gear sort of experiences, 30 minutes or less sort of things. Right. You know, it could fit this in between your commute or between your meeting or in your lunch break or whatever at the end of the night before you go to sleep, whatever it might be, right? On yeah. The, on the toilet, even whatever it ends up looking like <laughs> that you're playing a portable. Whatever you can for. squeeze in some time. Yeah. 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 You know, so basically from playing, um, you know, the zero mission and, and some other things on the analog pocket, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, you know, let me see, let me go back and because, especially because the screen aspect ratio is so perfect for Game Boy and Game Boy Color in yeah. particular. Oh my God, it's just so gorgeous to play those games in a way that it never quite was before. Right. Like, okay, I, I owe it to myself to throw another thing on there. And I think we had, we were taking like a small trip to a cabin. I'm like, that's always when I do best playing just these portable things because there's nothing else to distract me, right? Yeah. So, 
I'm like, okay, yeah, let's bring another thing besides just Metroid Zero Mission if I want to switch it up or like it's too frustrating of a segment for me to play when I'm not rested or whatever. Let's let's pull out something that's just like a little bit more laid back too. And so I grabbed Mario Golf for Game Boy Color, which is, you know, a game that I've owned for a long time, um, but never really put much time into. And yeah. You know, although I've I've always been a fan of of even the very retro sports games, as I've mentioned on the podcast before, like even just like the original tennis on Game Boy. Is yeah, yeah. I played a crap ton of like and it's pretty rudimentary when it is compared to anything relatively modern over the last 20 or 30 years. But right, right. Same with this Game Boy Color uh, Mario Golf. But it that was a very, you know pretty late for that sort of era as a 1999 you know release oh dang so because it is a it is a good looking game i fired this up a little bit as well and i was curious as i'm glad you're talking about the screen right away because i was playing on an emulator yeah and right away because it's you know just bright on my computer screen i was like man these colors just really pop on this game i know i love the game boy pocket the game boy color palette is just is yes very satisfying it's so it can either be like really crisp and like bright and bold but there's yeah. also like that soft like pastel look that some games have too that ah uh, well you got so good this one's a little bolder but but yeah anyway, i love the colors that was that was the true like last time we were getting major production value 8-bit games really yeah, was that's then. a good point yeah uh and and in like over a decade after the consoles yeah. were doing that in, you know, as the major platform, considering, you know, the Sega Genesis originally came out in 1989 and that was a 16 bit system. Right. So, right. Like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> in 1999, they were still releasing eight bit games. They just happened to be portable. So, yeah. um, which was awesome, uh, for people like me. So, you decided to bring along uh, Mario Golf, uh, having heard all the time, like, oh, these Mario Golf games. It's not just a straight game of golf like from NES. It's got these little RPG elements where you, you know, can, you know, add experience and, you know, there's a sense of progression to it or whatever. It's not just play this course, then play this course and try to beat your yeah. previous par or whatever. And so, oh, OK, cool. Brought it with me, popped it in. And yeah, it is that, you know, you still need to have some affinity for that sort of like 8-bit styled golf game. There's certainly going to be some people who are like, oh, this this might be a little too archaic for me to get into. And even for me, it's on the line. It's on, it's the, on line. the line. It is yeah. because you but know, it is better. It is but like pl- having having played a little bit of like NES open over at yeah. my cousins growing <laughs> yeah. up as a kid. Like it's yeah. not that janky. It's not definitely quite. like is that exact same style of gameplay and game pretty much, but it just feels much smoother, especially if you're familiar with like the N64 Mario golf or really any of the games in the series. It it, like the shot meter looks really similar. I was like, Oh, I feel right at home when I booted this up. Yes. Which funny enough in looking this up um, prior to, to knowing that I'd talk about it on the podcast, I looked it up and like, oh, actually, the Mario Golf on Game Boy Color released after the N64 game. I was release. wondering, I was like, was this the first one or was it the later in the series? Yeah, it, it was like four months afterwards. And they specifically apparently oh. also built in like a uh, functionality where if you use the N64 transfer pack that would go into the controller that was primarily yes. used with the Pokemon stuff pokemon stadium and stuff yeah Yeah. 
that you could use that to do a kind of a back and forth transfer um, and like unlock characters from the N64 game nice. apparently that you could do in the Game Boy Color. So I'm like, oh shoot, I'm I'm gonna have to figure out a way to. I don't think I have a transfer pack, but um, I'll grab one at some point just to check yeah. out some of those things. I'm such a sucker for that sort of very niche. Yeah, know, like oh, if you feature. own these two things and you yeah. connect them together with the you know Game Boy Advance cable, it, you know you get an extra thing. Yes, I will. Yeah, happily waste my time to do those sort of things <laughs> every time. I, I don't know yeah. why. I'm just always fascinated by that sort of stuff. But uh, no, I feel you. Um, yeah, almost bought a Neo Geo Pocket Color to do that with Dreamcast, but didn't quite go that far. But Ugh, uh, tempting though. <laughs> but yeah, so you know off that tangent you know it's was playing this uh mario golf uh game boy color and i've been i've been really sucked into it i put actually a lot of time into it for whatever reason it sucked me in and you know you do gain levels and then you can you know add to your drive the length of your drive the power of your drive or you know how much your your uh draw or fade is on your shots for you know the accuracy of where you want to hit your you know the the yeah. the ball uh versus where you think it's going to go and you know how high or low so it you can cut through the wind effectively and you know the wind conditions are often very extreme on yeah the like pushing 20 miles per hour yes. on like the first hole i played i was like yes. jesus man now i i didn't jump into the campaign i don't know i i must have just like jumped into like a basic stroke play yeah i was just able to like jump in there's like four courses and i was just like i, I didn't even know i even thought like Oh, they must have only adva- uh, added that stuff in Advance Tour. I was thinking they must have not added that RPG stuff in the Game Boy Color. So that's cool to know that that, that almost has me even more intrigued because I, I I had kind of a similar experience. Like even though I just kind of was like, oh, Randall's going to talk about it. I'm going to fire it up on the emulator just to mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever played it and refresh my memory, see what it's like, uh, whatever. And I ended up like getting sucked in. I kept like stop quitting it. And I, I think I mentioned before we started recording, I was having like audio delay issues. So I kept closing it down but then i'd be like eh, let me check again and play four or five more holes and oh, I, yeah. I just kept kind of playing it i don't know i played it for like an hour on and off today oh yeah uh even though i was really just kind of booting it up for the heck of it but i don't know i played like a little bit of all the four courses that you i don't know if you can unlock more but i don't either um, i'm on the there's third even like course. a zelda themed course which is pretty cool yeah rule like at least a like, little flag logo looks zelda-esque yeah um I don't know. I, I was really impressed. I was kind of, especially after being so disappointed in Super Rush. I'm like, oh man, maybe this is my, <laughs> maybe this is my fresh Mario Golf fix that I needed. <laughs> right. I know. I, and I'm like, oh shoot. Like, and it's probably, you know, I, I didn't realize you know, we had talked about this a little bit before. I thought that I had owned already the Game Boy Advance uh, Mario Golf, but I didn't. It's just something I thought I had, but I, it is not in my collection. Yeah. Otherwise, I probably would have jumped over to that because I was having such a good time with this and like, oh, I know they went even further with Updated RPG elements it, in that yeah. one. Might as well like, oh, the, the, play the 16 slash 32 bit version of that, which is, you know, probably has the ability to, you know, upgrade your equipment, which you can't do in this version. Things like that that are, you know, it's still they kind of still kept it relatively simple and accessible you know which has in some way has its benefit too right for the yeah yeah i just want to play this for 20 or 30 minutes and like whatever turn my brain off and just like hit the timing on on the shot right and just that basic gameplay loop of like hit this line on this line and this line on this line and succession with aiming your shot is like uh i don't know it just never gets old it's always a good mechanic 
<laughs> yeah, and it, somehow they really made that like overhead. Like that's really what the disconnect for me was playing like NES Open. That kind of like overhead. You're kind of like yeah. just looking at a over like an aerial view of the hole that you're playing. Yeah. But something about the way they like did the cameras and the way they kind of have everything textured with the pixel art. Yeah. And the greens, like the arrows pointing the arrows, which way. Right. That that was really the only thing that I thought was kind of awkward was the putting. Like hard I felt to like get used to on the putting. It's like man, they don't still... really like zoom in and give you like a good no. angle of like looking at the slope. You just got to really learn like what do those arrows mean yes. and how much are they going to push? And you learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was, I was triple bogeying like crazy. <laughs> oh yes, but but it's like I don't know. I, I really love how like when you when you're putting, it might only be when you're putting for like birdie or eagle. Or like a, a good putt, a good opportunity, but it like kind of plays like the underground Mario music. Oh yeah, like yeah. Did it, did it, did it, and yes. it kind of gets like intense. Like oh, you gotta make this putt. Like oh yeah, and I, it I does don't know. kind of a remix theme of it too, which is yeah. It's cool. the music was really really cool. That yes. was really what was like. I kept like turn. You, normally when I'm like playing up in my room, I'm just kind of like oh, let me turn this down. I don't want the you know, especially those eight bit emulate like through the emulator through my laptop. It just can be really crunchy and sure. like almost grating at times, but. I was like, man, I'm just jamming out. The, I know. The music's great. The love how the colors popped. Uh, I didn't have really anybody unlocked. I just was kind of, again, just went right to that stroke play and just played as Mario. Yeah. And just like, it's kind of crazy. Luigi's max drive to start is 220. Mario is 270. Oh, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> 270? I believe so. Maybe it was oh, 250. Oh man, I just did the... I did the created character through the RPG and that's the starting like drive they gave you, I think is like two Oh two or something like that. Oh and man. You have to work yeah. your way up. I think I'm now up to like two twenty two or something. So I, is ungodly. I'm going to have to check out that mo Cause I, I really, <laughs> in all the other Mario golf games, I really got sucked into just whether it was campaign or just playing like tournaments through all the courses. Like I really yeah. wanted to have that experience with super rush. And now I'm just like, Hey, here's four new courses for me to play. And it, it's it's a little janky and retro, but I can get used to it. And the music's oh, yeah. good. And oh yeah, so it's a really cool game. And it actually made me boot up uh, because I had the emulator up and running. I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever played the uh, Game Boy Color Mario Tennis either. I haven't um, either, and it I don't own that, and I'm very curious about it now. It plays great. I mean, yeah. I I just played a quick exhibition, not even a full. I played maybe four or five points because I was just like, oh, I'm almost done. But oh, it's right. It's literally right next to it on my list of games here. And I fired it up and it's like, again, it's got really bright, crisp pixels, oh, yeah. but like the, the 3D like depth, like, I mean, it, I pretty much felt like, oh, I'm playing Mario Tennis on 64. I mean, it's obviously it looks different, it has a lot of, but it, it didn't, I mean, it still had the, like you hold down to charge a shot and then like yeah. you get backs, backspin with the one button, top spin with the other button, a power shot. If you hit both at the same time, it still had a moment where like I barely made it to a ball. So I like popped it up so DK could smash it on me. Like had the like little like rotating star on the ground. I was like, man, this kind of feels like the same game. It's it's actually yeah. almost more impressive than the 64 version. Right. Because like how did they the, the 3D depth feels like spot on. But I guess, you know, you were talking about tennis. Oh, the original tennis on Game Boy, which and, is phenomenal. So they, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if they just built on that engine, to be honest with you, if that's what. Yeah, and then there's and then there's Super Tennis as well on yeah. Super Nintendo. That's another great one too. Fantastic. So I mean, that, Nintendo knows how to make tennis games. They know how to make their sports games they in all reality. Really I mean, I, I, it's almost a shame that they kind of like all became Mario sports games because like I, I wouldn't mind seeing like a, 
you know, just a regular Nintendo arcade hockey game or, you know I what know. I mean? Like it, it doesn't have to be Mario per se. So, yeah. And Camelot was involved with yes. uh, the, the these early golf and both of those. And yep. they're just they they knew what the hell they you were can doing. tell they 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 definitely know how to make a. I don't know a sports game, I guess, but like, yes. but with a little more to it, I guess. Yes, in a in a with that Nintendo little and spin the Mario to it. like worlds and yes. I don't know, yeah, it just felt so cool because like that was kind of what Super Rush was lacking. It was like, oh, this feels like it's just regular golf courses and like even just even the ones that did kind of feel like regular golf courses on this Mario Golf on Game Boy Color. It's like they still just like. Maybe it's just the colors of them or something. Mm-hmm. They just feel more alive and vibrant than anything in in the new game. Yeah. So it kind of like I don't know. It, there's a challenge there too. Like yeah. It, but I never felt like oh the game screwed me out of something. I'm like I like don't a, know. I I just need to pay more attention. Like I just need to think about this a little bit more. Yeah. And I honestly like I, I I'm I'm mad because like again while I was playing it and having the audio like lag issues and the like, input lag potentially and I'm like overthinking it while I'm on an emulator. It's like part of me is like man, I wish I was just playing on the analog pocket. Mm -hmm. So I just know, or or even on just regular hardware, but just like, I know, just know it's working the way it's supposed to. But again, I I don't even remember if I own either or both of those games off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure I do, but all my, you know, cartridges and stuff are packed up. So I'm not sure, but I know I had never played tennis before uh, this moment. So yeah, very cool to get that. I, one way or another, I'm going to grab that game this year. Maybe. Maybe while you're in town in Michigan, Hell while yes. we're doing some uh, video game hunting, I feel like I those are that. those are bound to pop up in the wild oh, yeah. a little more regularly and and not so exorbitantly priced. So definitely, maybe we'll get lucky. Yeah, I'm really really looking forward to that uh, Michigan trip. Yeah, me too. Um, It'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's been some been way hunting. too long. Yeah, way too long. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, you but do that uh, all the time. Yeah, on the regular. So yeah, it'll be kind of nice to like kind of round out those collections a little bit with some of the games that maybe we thought we had all along, and just like, <laughs> oh man, I guess I didn't have, I didn't have that Mario game. Oh, it's like I should have grabbed that before. Oh well. Yeah, before it was twenty five dollars or or more. <laughs> it just seems like I, I can't imagine those games. I, I feel like they're still a, a reasonable price, but I shouldn't speak too soon. I would think so, given the number of copies. But yeah, who knows these days? Yeah. Yeah, retro scenes crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know any more uh, handheld stuff or retro stuff or no. Save it just it for next like, week. It just just rekindled my love with the with the analog pockets, like sleep and like awake, and now save state functionality too. It's just like that stuff's just so crazy accessible to me now, even yeah. more than before. So you'll probably hear me talk about more um, portable stuff for a little while here just because of that one way or the other i'm happy to hear that because i yeah keep that train rolling because it does like i don't know that i kind of forget about the handhelds from time to time like Mm -hmm. again when i first moved back and then i was kind of on that little 3ds kick for a second i was like man i forgot about these games and i'm already off that kick again so it's like ah man i think if i had a brand new system like the analog pocket i'd probably be more like it'd be calling my name like hey you haven't played that new system yet dust off that game boy advance at least for real for real that perfect form factor yes sir but uh but yeah i think we can uh can probably wrap up the chit chat there this week yeah. unless we got more retro stuff to talk about but yeah we can we'll we'll save it for next time there's always have more, more handheld yeah. more retro more indie because yeah I, I played a bunch of ludum dar jam games on a stream the other day i've been playing all sorts of games all over the map so i'll save those for another time and uh yeah we'll save some more metroid stuff for when john's oh, yes. back around 
And uh, yeah, until next week, you can catch us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com and everywhere else pretty much. And otherwise, we'll uh, catch you next week, which I already said. And take care (laughs) and uh, we'll catch you then. Bye-bye. Turn that turn the noise maker on high for yeah, sleep Yeah, my time. parents they they blast their noise maker. It's crap. I'm like, man, if somebody <laughs> broke into your guys' house, you have no clue, no clue. We put our we we got the the box fan on high. We've been living that life for mm-hmm. years and years. I feel that I used to always put like music on or a podcast or something. Podcast yeah. now I get like too invest. I'm like, oh, yeah, that that we can't go to sleep for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then growing up, it was always like Cartoon Network, like even pre like Adult Swim. It was like, you know, when they would just show like Hanna-Barbera cartoons, like Jetsons. I could fall asleep to some of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, okay, this is like I've seen them a million times. Tom and Jerry. (laughs) You know, it's like literally every episode is basically the same plot. Yeah. You know. Not, just not a lot to that sort of stuff sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of just mindless comfort. Yep. It's almost, at this point, it's like kind of like there's more to a Seinfeld episode, but it's kind of like, okay, I know those. It's just kind of like, right. it's not something new. I'm just putting something on. I already know all that what happens. I can just kind of passively watch this. Yep. Or even Friends, which I, I know a little bit less, but I'm just like, eh, I don't really care if I miss some of it, but yep. it's still kind of funny, you know? Yep. It's actually, Friends is actually funnier than I ever gave it credit for really yeah that, like it's one of those shows that's always like they just show like eight episodes in a row at night or something sure and i'm like yeah this is this is pretty good <laughs> so that's one i, I never really i never really tuned into as much yeah i never watched days. it at the time ever it was just kind of like ah, if it, like my mom and sister would watch it sometimes yeah. and then i'd be like, or like when i would come home for the holidays i always have it just marathons on of course like, man there's Everybody usually gets a couple good zingers in in every episode. Like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's it's not like totally dated and uh, sure it's, it, it is in some ways. Of, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Considering the time period. Yeah. 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 It definitely has those moments. But yeah. for the most part, I'm like, man, this is this is actually decently funny. That's funny.